Welcome to Ron's Adventures, the podcast that highlights the lighter side of missions and international travel. With me in the studio are Ron and Karis Pierce. Hello, guys, and welcome back. So, Karis, before we continue, I know this is called Ron's Adventures, but I think some of our listeners one day might want to hear some of your adventures. I'm just putting it out there. Um, Think about it. Until then, we will focus on Ron. So, Ron, do you have an adventure for us today? We're going to go to China, and I'm going to talk about a couple of adventures that I had there. One was um, probably somewhere around the year 2000, 2001. And we were, I was going out with a national brother who was a leader into the rural areas. And we were in the interior of China, way away from civilization, shall I say, as in any big city, et cetera. It was very rural. And so we went and all of a sudden he stopped the taxi that we had rented. And uh, we walked up a bit of a hill into an area and we walked into a cave And in the cave lived an elderly Christian lady. I'm going to say she was probably mid-70s. She lived there all by herself. Uh, The cave was probably in size, probably 25 feet across, and in depth probably went back about 40 feet into the hillside. There was a bit of a plateau out on the front. It was almost like her balcony out in front of the cave. And when we stood out there and you looked, you could see an entire valley. This was wow. this was a beautiful setting. And I remember walking up the path, walking into the cave, looking at this. There was some a couple of sheep and I think a calf. Out on the on the patio there, you might say. So the sheep lived in the cave with her. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and and she would have to take them down the path to go to um, an area where they would graze and everything like that. But that's where she kept them up on the patio, the balcony. The balcony. <laughs> and uh, walked inside, and this was rustic. On the wall were little holes that she had dug in the wall and put candles in. And she lived in a, uh, or she slept in a bed that was a single bed made of tree limbs, ropes across, an old, old mattress, and a blanket. And this was in a part of China where they would get cold at night in the wintertime. Not snow, but cold in the winter, uh, in the middle of winter. And she had a bit of a table there and a chair. And so when we walked in, she felt... Um, she was entertaining us. She knew we were Christians. She talked about the little church that she walks to down below where a gathering is put together. And she told us about her life and her adventures and, 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 and how her husband had died. Her children are no longer around. They had to move to a city. So she was making it all on her own. It was very much hand to mouth, but God was supplying all of her needs. And so I'm sitting in this, looking at this rustic, almost out of a National Geographic um, picture sort of setting. As we were leaving, this is the part that got me. As we were leaving, um, I I wanted to slip her a few dollars and um, a few won, which is the local currency, and just to help her out. She was a Christian lady, wonderful, but she needed a little bit of cash and it was a small gift. And so I wanted to hand it to her. I checked with my um, other guide, my um, other brother that was the tour guide, you might say. And I said, is this okay? Yes, that would be wonderful. She would appreciate that. But when I handed it to her, 
She took it in her hands and she looked at it. And I still remember. And she said to the translator, and he mentioned to me, she said, what is this? No way. Wow. And uh, he says, that's money. I've heard about that. <laughs> wow. And she never, she had not dealt with it. Maybe years prior she had seen it somewhere, but this was a part of China that it was totally a matter of goods, transferring hands between people. Right. But she had never handled or had it. Maybe she had a few coins, et cetera, and she'd never seen a bill. I don't know what it was, but she was unfamiliar with, with paper currency. And she held it and she says, I've heard about this now. Yeah, and, and but she didn't know what it was, what it looked like. And I walked out of there that day, and I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to meet this lady in heaven. And uh, I see her situation. She's faithful to the Lord. She had a little old Bible that was all worn and dirty and tattered, you might say. And she was a strong believer. She walked down. She was all crippled up, bent over, took her cattle down, took her sheep down, <laughs> and wow. went to church. This is as simple a lifestyle as you could ever find. And I thought, wow, this is exciting to see how Jesus is taking care of her. And that was an adventure for me. I just, have just so to see many it. questions that okay. you probably cannot <laughs> yeah, answer. Uh, probably not. Yeah. I, I just wonder how one ends up living in a cave. Is it? Were there more people know. around? Well, they were down below. I didn't see any other caves up there for her to live in or other people were living right. in caves. I didn't see that. But there were people in little huts and little yeah. shelters and everything down in the valley below. So really she had the most beautiful spot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it, but I don't think many people would live necessarily no. in a cave. But she was quite happy there. And her children left. Uh, her one child, I think if I remember correctly, she had a boy that left. Right. Now, usually they take care of the parents, and I don't know what the family situation yeah. was because she, he probably wouldn't have abandoned her unless there was something going on. I don't know. And when you went up to the cave, did you know what you were walking into? No. Did you know? No. They didn't okay. warn me. Wow. <laughs> Actually, when we, when we came down, we were heading over to a little church down below, and um, the taxi driver who had waited for us got in a car accident. And we were in this little village and an accident, and uh, my guide said, uh, my brother was with us, he says, grab everything, let's go. So he threw some money into the front seat because he hit a motorcycle, this taxi cab driver in the village. We would get pegged for it. A big crowd gathers around. And we were thinking, oh, boy, we're oh. in trouble because <laughs> the Westerner, they're going to try and take all the money, uh, whatever like that. They could just smell cash. And so he he found another guy, and he, he walked over to him quickly, and he dragged me by the arm, and he, he says, get in the car. So he paid him some extra money, just a normal farmer had a car or something like that. We got out of there as quick as we could. And you're just going so, along with all of this. You just let him. You just watch <laughs> you it happen. Just... <laughs> and you go home at night to your hotel and you lay down and you think about the day's adventure. Yes. I wonder what she did with the money. I wonder if she ever did anything. Know. It's an interesting. I that's don't know. A, an image you'll learn, never forget. She'll probably learn how to use it and buy something with it and find somebody down below that used money. Right. But this is way out. And uh, so, yeah, it was an adventure. Then the other one that I wanted to tack on to the back of this story was something a little different, but that was a woman by herself. I was in another church setting. We gathered together. We went out into the wilderness as well, and we went into this village, and it was one of the major leaders of the house church movement in China, a good friend of mine. And uh, he has a group of about six and a half million. He's the leader of that. 
And so we went and he was taking us around to this area and we went in and <laughs> we marched into this village and he says, okay, we've got about an hour, an hour and a half before the police get here. <laughs> so the clock was starting because we were so far out. It, that's how far the police station was away. Somebody was going to inform on us that there were strangers here, probably Christians, and they'd be coming. So we knew we could have a, our church service. So we went into this barn. Well, apparently they knew we were coming. We got into this barn, and it was anything but a cave where there was one person. This place was packed. And I mean, down below, there was upstairs in the hayloft, there were people up there. It looked like a balcony situation, and the cows were still in the stalls. Um, there was a wall up. I was sitting right beside a wall where on the other side, there was a cow that would snort through the cracks between the boards at <laughs> oh, me all the time. Oh, good image. I can totally oh, yeah. picture that. Oh, yeah. And I'm sitting there right at the edge, and they're having church. Well, we had church, mm-hmm. and they there was no music. Musical instruments. I think there was, I think there was a guy in the corner with some sort of little violin, Chinese violin, and he. Well, would, and the cow snorting. My and the cow snorting. Yeah, but <laughs> the guy in the the guy was starting us off, and then the 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 music was so loud, and the singing, and the hymns, and they were dancing around. These are people that just came right out of the fields, and if you can picture them in their work clothes, this was as ancient China as you could ever get. Probably nothing has changed there in the last five hundred years. And here we're having church together, and time went on, and um, they wanted us just to say a few words. I gave a couple of words of encouragement. Uh, There was a bit of a sermon that was translated for me, wonderful. Scripture was read, singing was done, praying. Everybody drops to their knees. Everybody in the upstairs balcony up there, they were joining in, but they weren't allowed to dance. (laughs) <laughs> okay. And I still remember <laughs> that. Somebody up there started to dance and all the straw started oh to come goodness. down and they just stopped everything and said, no dancing oh up my there. Goodness. Yeah. <laughs> so, so my translator was laughing about this because wow. it was too dangerous. There was too many people up yeah. there. And uh, so we kept having church and then we had to get out of there. And so we, we, were, um, we were ushered out and on the way I waved, well, Everybody waved. Everybody stood up. Big smiles, sort of like, goodbye, goodbye, brother, goodbye. So Mm -hmm. wonderful to have you. No language was necessary. And so I went from what you might say as one woman by herself in a cave to the biggest gathering in the smallest setting that I've ever probably been in my life out in the rural China. Mm -hmm. And then we got in the car and we drove off and we we didn't see the police. We remember um, we saw some cars in the distance with lights um, and we turned left and we went across a field and uh, when we came up on another road and I don't even know where we were, Hmm. Uh, literally. If I had... Um, if I had to tell somebody where we were, I couldn't even come close. Do you think the police ended up trying to find you guys? Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, no doubt But everyone would have scattered by then. Everybody would have scattered. Yeah. They would have come into an empty barn there and I don't think the cows would have told anybody. (laughs) And uh, it was was one of those situations. They are Mm. used to that. They're used to having church and disassembling in in seconds, like Mm -hmm. mice when the cat comes on the scene. Well, here we were, and that was a moment Mm -hmm. that I will always remember. So, Karis, given the choice between seeing the cave and the lady and the gorgeous view or the barn church service, if you had to choose one, what would you choose? Well, I've been in many um, 
church service settings different to that, but similar. And you can't beat that. Mm. There's, it's like having a slice of heaven. You just get in, in with them and it's pure joy and worship. So I, I, I would love to meet the lady, but there, you, there's nothing better. It's a spiritual electricity. Yeah. yeah. That you feel, and it's almost surreal. Now, that does not downplay our church services over here. We're not neg- no, neg- no, not at all. You know, wherever Christians gather yeah. together to praise God, that's wonderful. That's fantastic. It's just over there because it's so different from our cultural style, right. etc., mm-hmm. like that. And I will tell you this: that the intensity mm-hmm. is greater than ours over here. The intensity of the worship, the intensity of the prayers at most times. Um, the message isn't going to be as polished. Right. Okay. But it's sincere and it's pure scripture. And therefore, that's what makes it a bit different for me. And I think when you don't understand the language, um, you're not listening to the words that are being spoken, but you're sensing what God is doing. So you you don't understand what's happening around you, but you do because it's the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. doing it. Spirituality is noticeable on faces. Expressions of our face really tell what's in our heart and our mind and what we're thinking and everything like that. That's why when, as you're saying, Kara, uh, the translation and the words you can't pick up on, but I can look at a face and I know mm-hmm. what's in their minds and what's mm-hmm. in their spirit. And that's what makes it special. Wow. Isn't that something? What a, a great image for all of our listeners. Uh, There you have it, folks. Thanks for listening to another adventure, uh, Ron's Adventure, the podcast that, well, that reminds you, uh, you know you're having church when you're next to a cow breathing through those boards. (laughs) I'm Joy Keita. Thanks for listening.